Welcome to Season 3 of Multiclass Theater, the role-playing podcast with class. Uh, we use Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, we swear a lot, we make some jokes that like three people get. You know what we're about. So last time I made clever use of my class skills to get us into the castle, then we rummaged through people's belongings, got stuck in an elevator, and that's about the size of it. So, on with the show, it's a long one. The five of you stand in the cold, dark, foggy hallway. The mists swirl about your ankles. Broton pulls the door in front of him closed, takes a breath, and then turns to you and says, Well, there are lots and lots of bones. What kind of bones? Human bones, I think. There are skulls. Like dead skeleton? We've seen those before. Many, many more than that. Oh. You could think of it as uh, carpeting with bones. So, not carpeting. Yes. More like tiling. Gravel. No, I like the carpeting. I think carpeting is a little bit closer. Because it's kind of like a shag carpet, you know, but with bones. And very shagging. Imagine the room is a bowl, and all of the bones are like... Cereal at the bottom of the bowl. <laughs> Crunchy and crisp. The milk hasn't been poured. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to go look at it. <laughs> Let me see if I've got this straight. There are just a bunch of bones littering the floor. Am, am I right? Yes, the bones are at the bottom of the bowl. <laughs> All right. Silway opens the door. <laughs> Desmond follows. <laughs> Anybody else want to jump in here with a more absurd analogy? <laughs> Silway followed by Desmond. The two of you open the door. What you see is very much as they described it. A room filled to about the height of, well, maybe the the mist that is swirling about your ankles with bones. There are also several piles of bones in two of the corners. There's one heaped in the center of the room. They seem to be all sorts of different shapes and sizes, some of which look human, some of which do not. Some are humanoid, some look very much like they may be canine. Is there a smell in the room? There is no smell in the room. Well, this whole place smells musty. But these are clearly old bones. You don't smell rotting flesh or anything. Silway has detect magic up, of course. Anything magical in here? There is nothing magical in there. Winley, just as a reminder... When you peeked in, you saw blue spirits scattered all throughout the room. Some standing in groups as if in conversation. Others sort of milling about. It almost looks like, to your eye, it looks like the blue spirits were having... It almost felt like a party, like a... A cocktail hour. A cocktail hour, (laughs) yes. Correct. Tieflings, um, all sorts of shapes and sizes... Everybody, what if um, what if I just walked in and started up a conversation? A conversation with who? With... Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Sometimes I don't think about telling everyone else what's going on. So there are many different spirits. Like I told you, the little blue floats, the little floaty blue marshmallows I've seen up and down. Well, they're all here. 
sort of looking like they're having a cocktail party. And, I mean, we went in and nothing happened, so why don't we go back in and say hello? Get some information from them. I don't think they can harm us. I never liked cocktail parties. Well, we won't be going there for the party. We'll be going there for information. And I don't have a better idea. Well, you're the one that can see them, so maybe you can talk to them too. Right. (laughs) She, like, tugs on the rope. Roton. Yes? Let's go back. Oh, um, okay. When the bursts between... Desmond and Silway's legs like to get into the door. Both of you feel something brush up against you (laughs) and uncertain what it is, you leap to the side only to discover that it is Winley very eager to push her way into the room. Silway rolls her eyes and resheathes her dagger. (laughs) Mist, are you going to follow everybody or are you just going to wait in the hall? I'm going to see how this turns out. Okay. So, uh, Mist is hanging out in the cold, dark, creepy hall. Yeah, dark vision. And the rest of you have entered this room. As you walk into the room, you notice that there are torn and faded tapestries on some of the walls. They look like they must be thousands of years old. They're faded to the point that you can't even really tell what they once were of. To the right and to the left are a set of double doors in either wall. For those mapping at home, it would be to the north and the south. <laughs> Do you see anything in this room? Do you see any um, spirits now? Yes, Desmond, I see a lot of spirits. All right, I'm sorry. I see a lot. I see a lot. I'm going to oh. call them the blue person group. Okay. <laughs> All right. That has a nice ring to it. I feel like it. it's very close to having a nice ring to it, but... All right. It, it you know, almost there. Didn't almost. make it quite... We'll, we'll workshop That's it. the making of a franchise. <laughs> um, yoo-hoo. I do, abba-dee-abba-die. If I was blue, I would die. Hello, can anybody see me or hear me? I can see all of you. You, Sir Aricocra. Tall and grand in your might. And you, gnomes, what part are you from? Yip, chip, kiddo. Hello. The rest of you see Winley standing in the middle of the room. <laughs> talking to Essentially nobody. saying this to an empty room filled with bones. Winley, you do not get any response. In fact, they do not even seem to notice you. Winley takes out the cleaver, the rusty cleaver, and just throws it across the room. <laughs> At one of the spirits? I mean, I would more say through all of the spirits to the opposite okay. side of the room. Roll to see if you hit. <laughs> this is the kind of party I like. Uh, 19. You raise your arm back. You fling the cleaver. It flips end over end through the air. An absolute perfect throw. And it passes through not one spirit, not two spirits, but four spirits before clattering to the ground on the other side. They don't seem to notice. It does not disturb them at all. Well, everybody, no need to fret. They don't care at all. So I suppose we should try and figure out these uh, door situations. You can't see them anyway, so it really doesn't matter to you. Although, Roton, you are sticking your finger 
in the wrong spot. The Ericocra. I... I was just pointing at these tapestries. I think I'm going to take a closer look at these tapestries. Oh, Roton. Oh, you... You're a little too close for comfort. Okay, Rotan, give me a history and or investigations check. If there's anything I've learned from stories, is that in a villain's hideout, there are always secret passageways behind tapestries. Investigation, you said, or history? Yeah. Both excellent skills. (laughs) Fifteen? Rotan walks up to the wall. He grabs the end of one of the tapestries as if he's going to throw it back and reveal the secret door. And with an aha, he yanks at it, and the tapestry rips and falls to the ground. And then the rod from which it was hanging also falls to the ground with a loud clanging clatter. Ha <laughs> Whoops! And behind it is more wall. Hmm. Well, perhaps the other ones. <laughs> and so he moves on to the next tapestry. While he does that, Silly looks at the actual tapestry to see what's on it. I didn't learn anything. <laughs> I didn't yeah. learn in the pre- anything in the process of making that check, did I? <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> okay. Again, it is too faded for you to actually... It's, it's more just, at this point, faded, dull, pastel colors. Well, I'm going to go check all the other tapestries, just to be sure. So Broton's going around the room, ripping the tapestries from the walls. <laughs> What's everybody else doing? Desmond's going to, I think, just try and take a closer look at the tapestries, just to see if he can discern anything, like design, where they were made, possibly, you know, who might have made them. Any, I, don't, I don't know. Give me an uh, investigations check. Sure. A natural three. Uh, no, nothing um, that you can determine. They smell very musty. Um, one of the tapestries has a nice soft blue in it, which for a moment reminds you of the ocean mm. and the isle that you spend so many years. I like this one. This one's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to keep it? No, no. He just, just, he just kind of folds his hands behind his back and just looks at it, studies it. <laughs> For a Tom walks up and rips it off the wall as Desmond's pondering it. <laughs> just taps it down. Oh, all right. I guess that's how things are going. Oh, very disappointing. Okay, next tapestry. <laughs> so I don't find any secret passages. You do not find any secret passages. Dying. Were there non-secret passages? I, I forgot that part. There were. There were two doors. There was a, there were, there was do- a set of double doors in the north wall and a set of do- double doors in the south wall. Okay. I thought there was actual doors. Which are to the left and right uh, when you entered the room. Winley goes to the north door. Um, would anyone like to come with me? I feel like a door is a better answer than a wall. That's just me personally. Sure, I'll come with you. Yes, agreed. Just got one more to check. Rip. <laughs> nope. Uh, Mist, aren't you coming? There's just murmuring coming from the hallway. While these guys have been doing whatever in there, Mist has decided to sit down and run through the identify ritual to figure out what's up with these paints. While they are ransacking the room, you discovered that these paints are Nolzer's. Marvelous pigments, 
essentially what they, they do is that each pot of paint is sufficient to cover 1,000 square feet of a surface. You can create inanimate objects or terrain. Basically, it's like Looney Tunes. Like, you could paint a door on the wall and it becomes a door. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yep. So you're now officially like Wiley E. Coyote. That is like so the cures cool. works. Thus, painting a door on the wall creates an actual door and can be open to whatever is beyond. Painting a pit on the floor creates a real pit. <laughs> I know this item. And I instantly regret giving you this, but we'll see how it goes. And you gave it to Mist, of all people. Yeah. Well, he took it. He actually was the one who searched and found it. So. Yeah, you thought the rest of us would? <laughs> uh, although, to be fair, literally, this was the thing that you missed in the first episode, so yeah. Yeah. it seems only fair that it would kind of randomly appear now again. I think Mist will do great things with it. Yeah, that's my fear. <laughs> that's my fear. <laughs> Windley, are you still going to go stomp after Mist, or are you going to go to the door? No, I don't care. I'm going to the door. And Silway, you have followed her to the door? Yes. While she's doing that, Silway has her dagger out, and she's sort of like idly stabbing or slashing at the air, because it amuses her that there might be spirits here that she's slashing through. It's not creepy at all. Winley walks to the door, crunching over bones. Silway follows behind, having some sort of imaginary fight in her head, slashing at the air. Rotan is finishing ripping the tapestries from the walls. All done! As Desmond ponders the fate of the tapestry he was rather fond of. <laughs> Winley, you open the door, and you are greeted by the sight of more bones. But these bones are scattered throughout the room in ones and twos, sometimes threes, skeletons that have looked as if they have fallen in combat. Some have daggers protruding from their ribcages. Others have heads several feet away from the rest of their body. Whatever happened here happened a long time ago and was very, very ugly. Is there any magic in the room? There is no magic. There is also a door in the wall opposite you. And to your right, there is an arch with what looks like a passage leading off to the east. I think all of those spirits belong, used to belong... To those bones. Are there spirits in here too? No, there are no spirits in here. Well, I, I think they were all collectively gathering in the other room. Obviously, she passes the one who, one of the bodies who doesn't have a head, but the head is kind of over. I think this one's been beheaded. I think you're right. At this point, have the rest of you joined them? Missed it has been ten minutes, so. Was that, was that door to the north or to the south that they went through? They went through the door to the north. Desmond would have joined them as well. Can I sense any magic beyond either of the doors or the passageway in this room? From where you're standing, are you going to go to the door in front of you? From where you're standing right now, no. I would say, yeah, she will kind of idly wander through the room and get closer to the passageway and kind of peer towards it and look for magic. And then if she doesn't see any, then do the same thing for the door and just sort of peer towards it and see what she can see or sense. You creep to the door ahead of you. Give me a perception check. Hmm. I rolled a two, so 12 perception. <laughs> Jeez. That's crazy. Uh, you do not hear anything coming from the room beyond the door. However, you do sense magic. Strong magic? What kind of magic? What color is it? I want to say it's um, 
transmutation, whatever color that was. From where you are right now, it feels very faint. Can I check out the alcove and just like peer, peer well, around? Well, by alcove, I mean it's it's more like an arch and there's a hallway. Oh. Um, so you're going to wander down there, Desmond? Or can I just like peek in, peek down the hallway, see if I can see anything? Sure. You peek down the hallway and off of that hallway, there are a series of alcoves. Oh. There are um, six alcoves off of that hallway. And then at the end of that hallway, you see a staircase going up. Can I use my, my conch shell to uh, to listen, see if I can hear anything? Sure. Give me a perception check with advantage. <laughs> this is the best thing. <laughs> a little Mr. Magoo that. horn. Oh, God. I rolled a two and a five. Uh, you don't hear anything from where you're at. You can hear some drips of water, uh, but you've been hearing that since you've entered this cellar. Ah, Yes, the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Desmond, what does your shell ear hear? <laughs> They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. <laughs> Classic. Uh, yes, yes, this is very interesting. Very interesting. Um, dripping water up ahead. Yes. Look out. Don't slip and fall. It could be slippery. Wouldn't want that. Ah. Sylvia is still peering intently at the closed door in front of her. That is, um... There's some sort of chaos magic behind this door. It's weak, but it's there. I want to see what it is. And if nobody stops her, she will reach for the door. (laughs) (laughs) I guess nobody is stopping you. You open the door, and on the other side of the door, you see what looks to be a small office. Unlike the room that you've just passed through and the room full of bones, this one appears to be in fairly decent condition. There is a worn, but intact carpet on the floor. There is a desk ahead of you, on top of which is an ink pot and a quill. There is a lantern sitting on the corner of the desk. Behind the desk, against the wall, there's a chair, but behind that, against the wall, is a narrow table which runs the length of the desk, on top of which is the model of a ship. Sully reaches for the ship, but then pulls her hand back, like, oh, I, I learned my lesson. Don't touch the ships. (laughs) Um, Is is there something glowing? Yes, the lantern is. She investigates the lantern. It's a very nice-looking lantern. It's ornate. There seems to be a little turnkey, as if it was a gas lamp, which you remember seeing in Greymoor. But the lantern is currently off. Have any of the rest of you come into the room, or...? Yeah, I'll follow behind. I also will follow. Okay. Are there any uh, doors to the room out Aside from the one we came through? There are no doors in the room that you can see. So apparently the gladiator skeleton room was a reception area for this office. Silway's investigating everything for sure. <laughs> well, give me an investigation check. I'll look around as well. I'll check out like the desk and stuff. Okay, and then tell me what you're looking at. Just looking through, like, are there like drawers on the desk? Or is there any, sorry, is there's like an ink well on the desk? There's an inkwell and a desk pad and a quill. There is a piece of paper, which looks like a letter, Mm. on the desk. I'm going to look at that. You pick it up, and you begin to read it. It is in Tyran. Which Desmond can read, it turns out? Yes. Which apparently I can read. Mm -hmm. What does it say? It says, Dear Headmaster Corman, I hope this letter finds you well. The time has come. We are in need of a new one. Please send your best and brightest to the castle forthwith. With regards, Chancellor 
forthwith. Hmm. Desmond, is, hmm? is that letter in written Tiran? Um, I can read this. Yes, uh, so it must be. Um, <laughs> recognize any of these? You recognize any of these names? And he'll hand the letter to uh, Silway. Can I do a history or something to see if these ring a bell? You can try. Yes. Uh, third. Nothing rings a bell. You notice that at the top of the letter, it, it seems to be addressed to um, Chancellor Vorwith at the University of New Egerton. Worst grad or, school I'm sorry, ever. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Chancellor Corman at the uh, Vorwith was the... Um, so it's addressed to Chancellor Corman at the University of New Egerton. I don't know any of the names, but the fact that it's written in Tieran is very strange to me. That, that's... This. Starge was Rathian. He writes in, in Outlander. Not in Tyran. And his minions, I assume, would do the same. So why are we finding so many Tyran things in this place? Doesn't make sense. I mean, it was a Tyran island originally, but Starge is not, so maybe... I don't know. Wait, are you saying that this desk belongs to Lord Starge? I thought this entire place belonged to Lord Starge. Oh, I suppose you're right. Uh, and Rotod lifts a hammer and brings it down hard on the desk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, roll to see if you hit. Do you there hit is, the desk? <laughs> there is precedent for this behavior. <laughs> there is. I believe I smashed up the desk of the last major villain that we faced off against. Uh, uh, okay, that's... <laughs> A five? You hit the desk, because I'm, I'm not going to make you miss the desk. But it shakes, but it does not fall. This seems to be a sturdily constructed desk. Rotan. What? The villain is not in this room. Perhaps we should be a bit more delicate with, with the things in this particular room. Uh, usually I'm all for you smashing things with a hammer, but this, this there, there may be things here that we could possibly use and of a very ancient and valuable nature. Oh, I see. We should finish searching the desk first, is what you are saying. Exactly. Excellent. All right. Exactly. Uh, Rotan pulls open one of the drawers. <laughs> also, loud noises attract monsters, which I just realized is probably a good thing in your mind. <laughs> there are no drawers. It is a desk, but it is more just a table. It's like a writing desk. It's like a writing desk, exactly. Winley comes in the doorway. I'm so sorry. I was reorganizing my um my tools in my bag, and then something mesmerizing hit me. It was that wop that Desmond found over there in the corner. The what? The wop. W A P. The wop. That long. The what? <laughs> I'm not familiar familiar with this wop. I got it. I don't know why nobody else did, but I did. That. That right down there, it was a long, wet-ass passage. Oh. It's beautiful to look at. I am unfamiliar with this term. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I hate myself right now. Is that a Rathian thing? I don't know. It's... Yes, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, I'd like to help looking. I would like to start looking and helping. Can Winley see anything? Uh, she cannot. Uh, there's nothing unusual. I found this desk is very sturdy. <laughs> uh, Winley would like to do an investigations check, just around the room. What would she like to investigate? 
Yes, please. So that will be a 33. Okay, what in particular are you investigating? Um, uh, there's the desk, there is the table which has the ship on it, there is um, the lantern. I would like to investigate the ship. I feel like my ha- I have a dainty touch, so I don't think I'm going to wreck anything. Could I also look at the ship? Yes. Yes, you can both look at the ship. Cool. Mind you, I had a 33. If I don't get any information, yes. I there. <laughs> this ship is bullshit. Natural 20. <laughs> Okay, we, we we are the ship brigade. We yes. will find out all the knowledge of the ship. God damn. You two gather around the ship, and it is a model of an ancient Tyran sailing vessel, the kind that neither of you have seen on the seas ever. Um, but you have seen pictures in storybooks, Paintings depicting vessels of this nature. Does it look at all similar to the boat from the Aarakocra water room? No. No, it does not. <laughs> 33 and a natural 20. Which gives Desmond... What, Constructed in the Hrothian shipyards in <laughs> the year 1332. <laughs> this type of vessel was known for its exceptional speed and maneuverability, especially in shallow waters. <laughs> First commanded by. <laughs> like, honestly, rolling a 33 and a natural 20, like, we should have, what's his name? The, the, the boat captain in, like, miniature form come out of the ship, of the miniature <laughs> ship, and give us a complete biography of this ship. Yes. Yes. I, I don't disagree with you, but there's, um... <laughs> it's not that great a model. <laughs> It's only a model. It's only a model. <laughs> so Desmond, you see him and he's just like transfixed on the ship. He is like his eyes go wide and you see him kind of just like take a step back and like stumble and almost like catch his breath. And this wave passes over him. And he's just like, it's this is this is the Caliban. I know this ship. This this, this is the ship that brought me to my island. And he just, like, his hand is shaking, and, like, you can see his staff. Like, one of the first real times you've seen, like, fear. And just confusion. And, like, how, how, is, how is this? How am I remembering this now? How? What is this? What is this place? Maybe I should take that ship from you. And simply, like, holds out her hand. Like, she wants to gently take the ship from... Instinctively, just reaches out and grabs your hand. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I'm sorry. And he he releases it. I'm sorry, Hank. Disgusting. You you seem agitated. Maybe I should take that. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yes, maybe, maybe, perhaps you should. Um, um, I'm sorry. Desmond, you... You remember this ship? Yes, um... This ship brought you to the island? Yes. How did you fit? (laughs) God. It's a ship for ants, obviously. I almost made that joke, and I was like, no, still way smarter than that. I wait for Rotan to do it. Oh my god, dude. (laughs) What is this, a ship for ants? (laughs) How's anyone expected to sail if you can't even fit inside? (laughs) 
um, Proton is Derek Zoolander. <laughs> it it needs to be oh at least God. this much bigger. <laughs> Three times as big. Three times. Um, I, and Desmond is just, uh, he's just, he's just in shock. He's just kind of staring around and kind of mumbling to himself and just like, I, I don't I don't remember details, how I I got there, how, how it brought... I just know that this ship brought me and left me. It... so it wasn't wrecked. You Apparently. were dropped off on the island, you believe. Apparently. Yeah, yes. Winley, do you remember hearing a song sung in various taverns? As you wander the northern coast, the Ballad of the Caliban, which was mainly about how the Caliban went down in a mighty storm and lost all its crew, except for one little girl who survived. It's a melancholy song, but maybe a little uplifting, as if there is always that ray of hope even in the darkest night. Desmond, you were a part of the shipwreck. You were a part of Caliban. What what do you know? Well, I recall this song um, that I used to hear in pubs and such. It was the story of Caliban and how the entire crew was lost except for one little girl. Ring any bells. I don't think I've ever heard, um, such a song, uh, such tales. What are you starting to remember, Dizzy? Perhaps if you speak it out loud. Um, flashes of, um, memories, um, a ship, the Caliban, bringing me, leaving me, sailing away. Um, as far as, um, any, uh, Shipwreck, lost crew, uh, a, a little girl, uh, none of that, none of that makes sense to me. That's all I know. Perhaps it doesn't make sense yet. Perhaps, perhaps there is something in this, um, office, um, somewhere we haven't looked, and, and he'll start looking around, kind of feverishly, uh, just kind of through, um, if there's anywhere else to look, uh, he'll look under the table, he'll look... He'll read the letter again, you know. Outside of the ink pot, the the quill, the lantern, and the ship, there is very little else in the room. Is the lantern a hooded lantern by any chance? I would call it more of a lamp than a lantern. She's still interested in that because it's glowing magically. She's kind of wondering why. It is. Mm. So I guess I'll do my investigation check on the lamp. 13? It looks like a very well-made lamp. It seems to be in good working order. It is currently off, but there is a small brass key at the base of it that you think if you were to turn it, the lamp would turn on. She thinks that, and she doesn't. You turn the lamp on, and the room glows in a crimson red. Winley, you see a dark shadow emerge from the lamp. It passes through Silway, towards the northwest corner. It pauses in front of the wall. All of you begin to hear stone grinding against stone, as part of the wall retracts, revealing a secret passage. What? Not even a single tapestry! (laughs) Windley, you see the shadow then turn, 
It has glowing crimson eyes and a mouth screaming in anger. You are not who it expected to see. I would like everybody to roll for initiative. Ooh. God damn. Uh, 19 for Winley. 15 for Rotan. 17 for Desmond. Nat 20 for Sylvie. And Mist. Natural 20 for Mist. Plus 4 is 24. Mist opens the door in the southern part of the uh, Bones room. <laughs> On the other side of the all of yep. this? Yep. Like all the way down the all other All the way door. back in the other room? Yeah. Yep. Mist, you open the door, and the air is much colder in here. It seems to be a long passage running east and west. Scattered along the sides of the corridor are rotted cots, rotting armor, weapons scattered next to them. Upon each of them is a skeleton. Did you say cots? Rotting cots? Yes. Like sleepy time? Okay. Yes, like sleepy time, military field cot kind of thing. How long does this passage go? Like, can I see the end of it, or is it eternal? Or? Yeah, you could see the end of it. It's about probably, say, 50, 60 feet, maybe the end of your dark vision, and it seems to deaden into a wall. Both directions? It's just the one direction. It opens up. It's almost like a just a kind of long narrow room. And I guess I should make a perception check to hear, see if I hear anything that's going on behind me, right? That would make sense. Nope. Natural one. Okay, so you're <laughs> oblivious to what's going on behind you. That massive desk hammer. You did not hear Rotan hammer. hammer the desk. You did not hear anything. So that brings us to Silway. From Silway's perspective, all that's happened so far is she clicked the lamp, it turned red, and a passageway opened. That is correct. Her turn will be setting the lamp down the desk and then walking towards the passageway to go see what's up behind there. And I think that means she walks straight into a shadow monster, but hey, so be it. Unless it's magical, in which case I can see it. No, it is not magical. You do not see it. So you do not see anything. You uh, walk to the edge of the newly opened passage and you peer down into a narrow staircase which descends for about 40 feet before turning and then it continues to descend, but you cannot see beyond the bend in the passage. She turns back to her companions. There are stairs back here. I think we should go down the secret stairs. Down? Right. There's no monster as far as I know. There is. That brings us to Winley. What exactly am I seeing now at this point is the... You are seeing essentially Silway standing inside of an enormous shadow with crimson red eyes, an angry, evil roaring mouth and shadow horns and wings. It looks terrifying and almost seems more terrifying because Silway is completely oblivious to it. And she's like pointing and smiling like, oh, I found a thing, I found a thing. So Winley is going to cast Message. She, she uh, points her finger towards the creature. Hello there. You look rather upset. I want you to know we're not here to hurt you. You do look rather menacing, but so do I on the inside. Do you think, um, we, we could just, uh, put this behind us? <laughs> Winley, you hear inside your head, and you notice the creature's mouth does not move. You do not belong here. Well, no one really belongs in a dark, dank basement. I agree with you. You made this wonderful, beautiful piece of architecture, this passage. What wonderful job you've done. 
Congratulations. Thank you. I'm very proud of discovering it. Um, shut up, Sylvie. <laughs> what? Are you talking <laughs> to me? Could you tell me which... Could you just stop talking, please? Thank you. Yes. C- could you tell me where this leads? What you made? You will die. Well, gosh, you already told me that before. You're wasting my turn. <sighs> <laughs> Well, are you are you just going to just stand there warning us? I I understand the danger and all. I mean, we are adventurers, heroes. Perhaps we should all just walk through you. You see, Winley standing and staring at Silway, having a conversation <laughs> with something, or to herself, or. Perhaps she's losing her mind. <laughs> Silway is smiling proudly, but then gets very confused when she's told to shut up and is like looking over her shoulder and all around, like, what is going on? Winley, is uh is there another spirit? Oh, yes, I'm so I'm so sorry. Sometimes I well Is it talking back? Yes, Silway is currently encapsulated by a large dark shadow uh, with red beating eyes. And a large mouth that looks like it wants to kill everyone. But but don't worry, we're we're working things oh, out. Okay. Zoe is like looking up and down and all around her, <laughs> like trying to find this monster. Well, if you're confident. Um, creature. Obviously, you haven't done anything to my friend, and it's technically well in your mouth. So I think I think you're one of those creatures, one of those people with a. You're like a fire sign with a water moon. You really can't do much. I think I'm going to walk through you. <laughs> Winley walks over where Silway is and just like walks through the passage. Winley, you hear in your mind a shrieking scream, like a horrible wail. And then you feel a cold, dark claw rake across your face. Of all the you take 19 the points of damage. The rest of you see a dark, shadowy, demonic-looking figure materialize into view right on top of Silway. Is Silway en- enveloped in darkness now? No, you're not enveloped in darkness, but it is, like, literally, it, it appears all around you, as if you're both sharing the same space. Much like Rotan and the Fire Elemental a very long time ago. Okay, and that brings us to Desmond. Desmond is just going to reach out, realize that Silway's standing in the middle of this thing and Winley's right there, and hold Shatter if the thing moves to a place where it wouldn't hurt either of them. That brings us to Rotan. Rotan flips the switch on the lantern. You flip the switch on the lantern. The light goes off. The shadow remains. Damn. That's a good idea. That was a good idea. It doesn't seem to be working, and he, like, flips it back and forth <laughs> a few more times. <laughs> Can I attack the lantern? <laughs> You're more than welcome to next turn. Ah, okay. And now it is the shadow. Uh, the shadow is going to attack you again, Winley, and rakes you with another claw. In the face? Since you're able to see it coming, you're able to roll your shoulder away. So it rakes you across the shoulder for seven points of damage. And that brings us to the top of the order and missed. 
Yeah, I'm just gonna keep checking out this room here, because I- well, here, let's do this, let's, let's find out. Uh, does a 19 clue me into what's going on behind? I don't know how much noise a shadow monster striking at someone makes, but... Not much, since, um, all of this is happening mostly inside Winley's head. But you do hear Winley having a conversation with somebody. You overhear that aspect of it. Yeah, I'm gonna keep checking out this, uh, this, this here bunker thing. Okay, so what are you gonna do? Give it a thorough once-over. Make sure I'm not missing anything document-wise or secret passageway-wise or... Okay, give me an investigations check. Three! Okay, you're sifting through the various sort of detrius and rotten rags and pouches that still hang. It seems to you that this maybe was once part of the defense force or the, the guards long before Lord Starge took up residence. You find some small scraps of paper, and just by looking at it, you can tell it's Tyrion, but what it says, it's going to take you ten minutes to find out. As you're making your way down the cots, you get to the center of the room, and you're, you're leaning down, looking under the cots, reaching forward, trying to get a small satchel that had fallen behind the cot, when all of a sudden the cot begins to creak. And the cot next to it begins to creak. And the cot in back of you begins to creak. You look back over your shoulder, and ten skeletons have arisen from their cots. Oh. And they now surround you. Oh, shit. They are not going to attack you this turn, Mist, but you are surrounded. Great. Um, and that is your turn, so next turn you will be able to do something. Okay. And that brings us to Silway. So from her perspective, Whitley walked towards her. And then as soon as she she got within five feet or so, like, a dark spirit manifested, like, surrounding Silway. So, what actually happened was, Winley walked towards you, actually pushed past you, took two steps into the passage. When you watched her head loll violently to the side, as if something hit her. And after that happened, this dark, shadowy figure materialized all around you. So this freaks Silway right the hell out. She instinctively pulls out her necrotic dagger that she's got. And as she does so, all of a sudden, the room fills with evil-looking spirits that spin and fly all around her. It is terrifying. And that is Silway's turn. (laughs) Hmm. So this is the spell Spirit Guardians. When anyone begins their turn... In this 15-foot radius from Silway, has to do a, a save or take oh, no. 3d8 damage. Oh, no. The group of you are standing there. Silway draws her dagger. And suddenly, a dozen more evil, shadowy spirit demons fill the room and start swarming and swirling inside this small space basically looks like the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> and that brings us to Winley. If Winley began her turn inside the spirits, she will have to make a save or take damage. <laughs> Silway, you can designate any number of creatures to be unaffected by it. I can indeed. Okay, I'm just double-checking that. Winley, I would like you to make a wisdom saving throw. I, I rolled a nine. That will be a failure. Cool, how much um, damage? So, Silway, roll damage. Five necrotic damage. 3d8 and you came up with five three and a one and a one wow Wow. okay 
So five necrotic damage for Winley. As these spirits start passing through you. And as they do, they feel cold and terrible. And your psyche already wounded by this vile shadow demon. You keep taking hit after hit. What are the dimensions of this room? Like, am I also within this radius? Yes. Desmond is probably outside of it. Okay. Rotan, you also have to make a wisdom saving throw. I do. An eight. Oh, that's that's perfect. So, uh, five damage, right? Rotan takes twelve damage. <laughs> Necrotic. <laughs> oh. Just to, to add it to the list. Good time. <laughs> Just having a good time. We can't even say this one was unintentional. <laughs> this was an intentional one. <laughs> I've added it to the list. This is going on the list. I'm gonna smash the lantern. Okay. That'll help. Uh, Fifteen. You rear back. And you bring your hammer down on the lantern, and it explodes in glass, in bent brass bits. They go flying all over the room. The shadow still remains. Oh, I thought that would work. But Desmond, are you still, what are you doing? Are you still holding your attack? Since nobody has moved. No, I lost, I lost it. So, um, Desmond is going to release the spell and is going to bring the conch shell up and blow into it and summon the water elemental. Come to my aid. And this just appears. The rest of you are standing there, and the spirits are swirling around the room. Rotan's taking damage. Winley's taking damage. And while this has been happening, the mist from out in the hallway has been pouring into the bone room and now the office. Suddenly the mists begin to swirl and they form into this dark and dirty looking water elemental. And Desmond gives the command. I love that. And it charges. Yeah, he's grittier looking than usual because of the mist in here. That's so cool. Technically the elemental entered the area of the spirit guardians and therefore might be killed. Mm. Also has to make a uh, <laughs> a wisdom save. A wisdom save. Ooh, uh, 18. The elemental seems unfazed by these spirits. Right. And sloshes its way across the ground towards the shadow demon. 12. 12 will miss. Second slam. There we go. 20. That will hit. Silway, I would like you to give me a dexterity check. Am I avoiding the water elemental? Yes. Oh, because she's still in there. God. Uh, Dexterity check, 16. (laughs) Sorry, man. You see this elemental coming straight for you. It rears up both its fists (laughs) and slams down on the shadow demon. You see the fists coming, and you dive forward out of the way. So you're now in this square just next to the shadow. So she's out of it, though? Yes. Okay, good. (laughs) And, Matt, how much damage does the water elemental do? Sixteen. Bludgeoning. Mm. Winley, I believe it's your turn. Awesome. Um, Could I get a wisdom saving throw from the creature? Uh, Sure. Ooh, uh, that's a twenty-one. Oh. So, no. You're going to try to send it on a quest? Yeah. 
<laughs> and 30 days. I had 30 yes. days, and it would could have taken 5d10 freaking damage. Psychic damage. But that was a cool idea. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it, it made it save, and um, but that will be your entire turn. Okay. All right. Well, that's it for me. So that would have been fun, though. Alas. Now it is the shadow star. I really want to know what its quest would have been. And I have to make a wisdom saving throw or take damage. Um, I made it. The shadow is going to attack the water elemental. Bring it. As it is right in front of it, and it misses. So that brings us to the top of the order and mist. I'm going to go ahead and uh, cast Shadow of Moil. So where the mist, where the where the mist from the hallway has swirled up to form Desmond's water elemental. I think some of it peels off into this little barracks and swirls up around mist, obscuring him from the skellies, which means they all have disadvantage on attacks against him. And I have advantage on attacks against them. And if they hit me anyway, they take 2d8 necrotic damage. Oh, nice. So, wow. It's, uh... It's the best AoE I can do without completely destroying this room. <laughs> I think Mist casts this, and then he goes into, like, tucks the green staff under his arm like it's a quarter staff, and does what he thinks is a cool martial arts-looking pose, when really he's just charging all the magic. <laughs> all right, cool. So they are going to attack you. One of them hits you. The eighth one hits you. Okay. It takes seven necrotic damage. And I make my concentration save. Yeah, just one of them hits you. Okay. You take three points of damage. Ow! <laughs> I will use my reaction to cast <laughs> uh, whatever my version of Misty Step is. It's my faith. Misty Escape. So I will, uh, let's see, once per short rest when you take damage, you can use your reaction to turn invisible and teleport up to 60 feet to an unoccupied space you can see. You remain invisible until the start of your next turn or until you attack or cast a spell. So I will blip out of the room. Okay. Can I see? The, can I see the bone room? You can get to the entrance of the bone room. Yes. Okay. Within it's within sixty. Okay. It's within sixty feet, and you can get outside of the circle of that. Yeah, that's that's what I want to do. So I'm just going to go ahead and blip blip there, all invisible like. Wait for the next round. Okay, cool. All right, that brings us to Silway. So between the water elemental charging her and slamming into the ground, and the demon slashing wildly in the air, and the mysterious minions that are flitting all around her, Silway is terrified right now. So I think as a reaction, she is going to misty step out of the room, or back towards the door of the room. Okay. Um, if she can still see inside the room, she'll probably toss a dagger at the uh, shadow monster. Okay, the shadow monster will be obscured, because the water elemental is covering the shadow monster. Okay. So you Sorry. have, I think that gives you disadvantage to hit. Probably. Well, first I have to roll a wisdom saving throw against my own spell. So if you take damage from your own spell, does it disappear because your concentration check goes? I have to roll a concentration <laughs> check then. <wouldn't> I? <laughs> uh, 21 on my saving throw to avoid damage. All right, you, so. you, you save against yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then disadvantage dagger throw, 18. That will hit? Four damage. Okay. okay. On three dice, four damage. God. Times. And she will probably retreat a little further into the anteroom. I guess it's the gladiator skeleton room. She's trying to get away from her own spirits, and they're, of course, following her. Mist, you have Misty escaped to the edge of the bone room. And you take a couple steps forward to just kind of make sure you're clear of the corridor. 
when suddenly you see on the opposite side of the room, Silway poof into existence, surrounded by this swirling mass of terrifying-looking spirits. Desmond, Winley, and Rotan, you see suddenly the spirits that were flying around the room vanish and then reappear behind you, centered on Silway. So none of you are in the sphere of these spirits any longer. Okay, gotcha. All right, that brings us to Winley. Um, I'm going to give it one more shot, and then I won't give it another shot after this, to to cast Geese, because I want to. It fails its saving throw. Excuse me, <laughs> red <laughs> creature. You have demolished my face, and I'm going to need the help of surgeons to fix it. I command you... Do not move from this position. Do not touch or harm any part of anyone in this campaign. So I want you to sit in time out. Here's this dunce cap I will put on your head. There you go. (laughs) And you think about your actions as I think about my face as every mirror that I pass. You see the creature... It almost stills, and its arms drop to its sides, as if its whole body goes somewhat slack, though it still floats in the air, supported by its wings. It turns to face you, Winley. The crimson light in its eyes has dimmed some, its mouth no longer curled into a scowl or roar of anger. It nods at you and says... And then it floats across the room and sits at the desk. Well, night night and cheerio. Does someone have a mirror? And that brings us to Desmond. (laughs) (laughs) Desmond having seen Winley perform this amazing feat and this thing sit at the desk is going to, um... Can I hear any kind of commotion happening in the other room? No. It was all on the other side of the room, and Mist just quietly poofed into the room, and Silway quietly poofed into the room. Behind you, you see these spirits swirling around Silway. And Silway looks terrified at the spirits that are flying around her. Do you need aid, Silway? Would you like me to do something? Yes, I need aid. Yes, get these things away from me. Desmond will raise his hand, and I'll cast uh, Dispel Magic at third level. Desmond, you raise your hand. Your palm is open. And you just close it into a fist. The sphere collapses in on itself, and all of the swirling spirits disappear. Right. Um, that that takes care of that. Thank you. Thank you, Desmond. Oh my god. And that brings us to Rotan. (laughs) (laughs) So, should I attack it? What? I just put down this horrible red beast. What do you want from me? Um... Rotan, I'm going to go out on a limb here and and say that, no, I think we are okay for now. Right. It seems like the danger is... Very perplexing. ...past. I don't like the look of it, though. Are you sure... Are you sure it's okay? Are you serious? I am. I'm always serious. You're worried about how it's feeling. Look at me. Yes, to the extent that I, I worry that it still wishes all of us ill. Well, of course it does. 
don't trust my it. magic. I attack it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Bruh. 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 Your yes. words. <laughs> no. Too late. No. Are you serious? But that's why I kept it in initiative order, because oh that's about what I expected to happen. Oh. Mm-hmm. Bro. Mm-hmm. That's some messed up shit. Mist would have talked me down, but he's not here. 24. <laughs> that will hit. I will smite. Is this undead? It is not undead. Oh. It is evil. Is it a fiend? It is a fiend. 24 damage. And you smite, and that is that is radiant damage, correct? To tall, dark, and screaming. <laughs> wow. Okay. Broton, you one-shot it. Please tell me what that looks like. <laughs> so it's sitting at the desk? <laughs> it's sitting at the desk. <laughs> but it's like this sort of weird spirit-like thing, right? Yes, with massive black wings and black horns that, like, the shadow sort of, like, trails upwards off the tips of the horns and the ends of the wings. But, like, its hands are sort of folded in its lap, and it's just kind of looking down as if thinking about its actions. So Rotan raises his hammer above his head and brings it down on this shadow creature's head, and it goes down into the desk. (laughs) And then, like, smashes the desk, too. (laughs) And then it sort of, like, evaporates or, like, dissipates. The smoke just sort of wisps away. As the hammer falls, it is enveloped in this brilliant, almost angelic light. It slams into the top of the shadow. And with a wail, the shadow dissipates. As the hammer passes through it, it hits the desk breaking it in two. Uh-huh. And the last thing you hear before the shadow fully dissipates is... Well, because you were evil. <laughs> Mist, you see all of this happen in front of you. And you see the explosion of, of, of this radiant light, and you see Rotan smash the desk, and you see this swirling sphere of spirits collapse in around Silway. Rotan solved your evil spirit puzzle. Mist, you turn around expecting to see ten skeletons shambling towards you, but they seem very confused, as if uncertain where you went, and so they're just milling about in the hall. Mist reappears in the bone room and just starts bombarding this side passage with Eldritch Blasts, and as skeletons kind of start crawling out of it and swiping at him, periodically a tendril of darkness lashes out from the shadow that's swirling and just shatters the offending skeleton. I'm envisioning, he's not even, they're, they're hitting him and he's kind of, you know, he kind of, he's just kind of rolling with it on the occasions that he does get hit. I mean, they took they took 24, da- 24 hit points off me. That's not a small amount of damage, but I think Mist is just, Mist is just one steps up and he puts it down and another steps up and he puts it down and occasionally the shadows go all venom and smack another one down until everything has kind of stopped moving. Mist brushes a bit of bone dust off of each shoulder and uh, cracks his neck and goes back to the rest of the party. So all of you see this. You see Mist in this sort of enveloped by this purple shadow of almost like wreathing flames of shadow as he's dancing and blasting 
ten skeletons that swarm him, swinging with swords. Occasionally you'll see one of the skeletons hit him, only to be crushed by one of these shadowy tendrils. The battle doesn't last long. 30 seconds at most. (laughs) And you see Mist standing alone on the far side of the room, dusting bone dust off his shoulders and looking at the bone pile beneath his feet, which is now just a little bit deeper. Well, I'm warmed up. Let's get baked and go find this lord. Everyone, you're listening to... um... What did, what did we just say? 17? Episode 17 of season 3? It has been... <laughs> take, st- all right, take no, two. It has been so long <laughs> since we have all been together to record a mid-roll. I, I honestly have been losing track. Yeah, hopefully hopefully you all haven't been uh, and are still as enjoying us as much today as you did uh, the first episode, maybe even more so. And uh, if you... Hopefully even more so. And even if you are enjoying us better or worse, or whatever, um, you're still listening, and we would love to hear from you. Uh, please drop us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast to let us know that you're there and let us know what you think. We love those reviews. They keep us going, and uh, I lost my train of thought because it's been so long since I've done one of these. Somebody help. Lifeline. All right, I will We have help. a guest this week. We do have a guest. Um, everyone. Yo, um, like, subscribe, yes. hit that bell. <laughs> Yeah. Better at it than I am. I've lost my job. <laughs> Those are the dulcet tones of Andrew Palmer from Chasm Quest. Yes, yes, the yes. Always entertaining, always amusing, always hilarious, and always rowdy Chasm Quest. Very rowdy, that's for sure. Yes. Leave a review, Apple Podcasts, wherever you wherever you're enjoying this, because we must serve our patron daddy of the algorithm to get these shows going. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Help the indie shows. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and you all have already heard Andrew as um, Lord Starge earlier in the season. He did that wonderful open with Matt as Endu. Um, and he is back to record with us again. You, Spoiler alert, you probably know what's coming. <laughs> That's why he's here? Honestly. If, <laughs> oh, my God. If you didn't, then it would... It would just be bad storytelling, really. Yeah, I have my tea ready to do this voice, uh, hopefully as long as this recording uh, <laughs> lasts, because <laughs> it's a rough one on the old windpipes. It's so good, it's though. Good. I'm very excited. Good. I, I will say, Rachel, your your recording location is very atmospheric. Yeah. Like, it, it oh. looks like you're sitting on a set recording this. Yeah. Like, well, you're on a podcast. Like, Well, I am... <laughs> I am in the room of Naughty Pine. This entire room is Naughty Pine. Naughty like K N O T T Y, not like yeah, yeah, like band. naughty, like, <laughs> like naughty. Exactly yeah, no, went. not like not like a naughty, not like that. The Naughty, naughty. Pine Room. What happens in the Naughty Pine Room? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to know what happens to the Naughty Stays Pine Room. Stays in the Naughty Stays Pine Room. Naughty pine. We don't talk about. It. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It sounds like a deleted episode of Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if uh, any of you guys are American Horror Story fans. I myself am a huge American Horror Story fan. Um, and season three, Coven, you know, Fiona ends up uh, in her own hell, which is a, um, a cabin out in the bayou 
uh, with Axeman. And it's like her nightmare to be surrounded, like, in a cabin with naughty pine. But she, she like, wakes up and realizes she's in her own hell. And she's like, hey, I am surrounded by fish and cat piss in this naughty pine. And it's the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> well, I, I live in Tennessee, and... Anytime you get a cabin anywhere near the Smokies, it's all just like straight it's, up yeah. Naughty Pine, like shiplap and, and it, mm-hmm. every single room, it looks the same ceiling, floor, wall, and then there's just quilts with bears on them everywhere. And I grew up in Tennessee, so you understand. I totally understand going to Gatlinburg <laughs> and getting that Naughty Pine cabin, honey. Naughty Pine. <laughs> naughty Pine. Naughty pine. Naughty, naughty pine. You naughty, naughty pine. You naughty pine. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh. So naughty. It seems like it should have been like a Johnny Cash song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before the mid-world, we were, we were riffing with Lord Starge about his hospitality in his castle. and Makes me wish we'd had that for like the, the whole three or four episodes leading up to it. It's just like hearing Lord Starge's thoughts on our, our <laughs> trek through his castle. Quick cut as he's like, this croissant is soggy. Bring me another. <laughs> like, as he's just waiting. Like, what do big bads do while they're just waiting for adventurers to, to wander in? Yeah. Shall we go over the guest soaps again? Yeah. Oh, they found the elevator room. Oh, I should have finished that elevator. This will be funny. I'm glad I installed these cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Lord Starch has Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. <laughs> oh my I God. laugh and yet I feel no joy. <laughs> oh, so. Okay, well, um, on that note, um, Adam, anything to add? Hi, Mom. Okay, well. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hi, Adam's Mom. This is more than we usually get Hi, from Adam's it. Mom. <laughs> Thanks for listening and commenting on Facebook. Aw. Thanks, Mom. We do love your Facebook comments. Back to the show. Back to, yeah, back to the show. Winley? Yes? Would you like me to put my hand on your face? Well, I've never wanted anything more, Ruton. Ah, excellent. <laughs> uh, how much damage did you take? 26 points. 26. All right. You've got it all back. Thank you, Roti. And you've got a dope scar now. Actually, I don't think it leaves scars. Don't. No. You <laughs> no. did not have a scar. You <laughs> <laughs> did, did not have a scar. I just, oh my god, I just got Winley, like, no. you reach up with some trepidation, fearful of what your fingers may find. But as you run your fingers across your cheek, it is just as smooth and porcelain as ever. Well, Roton. Don't ever let anyone tell you you don't have the magic touch. Well, I, uh, I don't think anybody has ever said that I do not have that, but I will make sure that they do not. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know about anyone else, but I sure want to go down this stupid passage. The new one. The secret one, from, yes. The secret one, yes, I surely do. Yes, I'm, I'm very curious as well. But I don't think I want to go first. I would suggest Silway or Roton. They always like to do it. The last time I went over there, did, there was a demon and did lots of spirits. And See, did, I, did, I feel did, the same way. I'm, I'm a, li- a little I'm not ready for it. Desmond goes. Roton. Oh, <laughs> he, he just goes. Desi. 
Don't be disheartened. He's just he's just perplexed by like the boat, the ship, and and he just kind of thinks that maybe there's more stuff, and he just kind of without a word turns and heads down the secret passage. So I think that ship. I think Silly was holding it last time. It it probably fell on the floor when she like freaked out. Oh no! And, oh. Like teleported away. <laughs> so you might want to check on that. Did it? Uh, I think it probably. Uh, no, actually. Oh no! The room started to fill with water. The desk. Oh shit! Part of the desk fell over and crushed the ship. Oh, oh come oh. on! <laughs> I rolled a one. I mean. <laughs> Just my luck. <laughs> Desmond turns to Roton slowly, and he's like, "Do you realize what you've done?" <laughs> no. I think he just walks by. How? <laughs> I suppose one of us should follow him, and uh, Roton will follow Desmond. Uh, Winley will follow Roton. After Desmond goes down the um, path, and like the water elemental kind of waits for everyone, and then brings up the rear. <laughs> Oh, it's like our little friend. <laughs> He's like a puppy. Now I don't want to go after Roton. I want to extend my hand at the end to this elemental walk. You extend your hand. It just kind of like, with like formless face, like looks at you and then just kind of goes down the hallway. Oh, <laughs> okay, oh <so>. damn. <laughs> no hand or nothing. Desmond, are you, are you all right? You seem a bit shaken. Wouldn't you be shaken after getting attacked by demon spirits? Winley, because Silway's behind Winley, so Winley turns to Silway and takes out a small flower-shaped marshmallow and hands it to Silway. I know no one's hungry because they've had those berries, but I find a nice kush kush. It's like a stress mellow. Try it. A, a stress mellow? Yes, just take it between your your thumb and your forefinger and just squish. It's a nice sensation. It will distract you. Squish, squish. Sole smushes it with a great amount of force, <laughs> which results in it probably smushing and splattering a bit. Yeah, it smushes and oozes through your fingers. Oozes? What kind of marshmallow do you think I gave her? One well, from, like, you know, how, like, you know, how, like oh, great yeah, value? Had, no, no. <laughs> in my hand, I or my head, I thought thought it was like somehow toasted or something. So it was like, no. oh. it's a, it's a it's a fresh mellow. I see. It's a, she, um, she crushes no, a so fresh yeah, toasted mellow. marshmallow and then burns her head. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. So yeah, no, it's just kind of like squirts between your fingers a little bit like little fluff pieces of mallow and she smiles like that did help good when they turns back around and so he starts licking her fingers as she goes down the secret passage Aww. a nice snake as you walk down the stairs you notice that this passage is covered in dust and cobwebs it doesn't appear as if anyone has descended these stairs in quite some time. Ahead of you is a landing, about ten foot square, and then the stairway turns to the left and continues downward. As you arrive at the landing and cross it, a shadowy image forms in front of you. It is a dark, helmeted figure, fifteen feet tall, its helmet formed into a terrifying 
monstrous visage. It points down at you and says, Hutchinson, you are going the wrong way. Again. Uh, who was Hutchinson? Silway uses the message cantrip and whispers to Desmond. The guy from the journal. The housekeeper guy. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um. Um. I know exactly where I'm going. You are going the wrong way. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Hutchinson. You are going the wrong way. Again. Desmond language. <laughs> Sorry, I got really into character there. <laughs> I felt like Hutchinson was the kind of person that would say such things. Um, I, I'm, I'm out of ideas. Anybody else have uh, anything? Could you remind me, Hutchinson, <laughs> the right way to go? Oh. Hutchinson, you are going the wrong way. Again. I don't know what is going on here. I have to say, you shadow creatures and your repetition, it's really tiring. Um, Does anyone I... want to give me an arcana check? or? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, I never pass these. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. Diana. Silway, you're definitely getting a, um, a magic vibe coming from this. What kind uh, of Winley magic? Winley has a 19, 19 uh, for arcana evolution. check. Winley, you do not see anything at all. Oh. Oh. Silway's arcana check is to walk up and wave her hand through it. If you wave your hand through it and it just passes straight through it. Well, wait a minute. Okay. Like, I see, like, just, it looks like Desmond's talking to nothing. In one of your eyes, it looks as if he's talking to nothing. In the other eye, it looks as if he is talking to this tall, broad, shadowy figure. Is that, which which one is the emerald telling me? There's nothing there. Whoa. And Silway's waving her hand through it. Yes, Silway's passing straight through it. Excuse me, sir. My name is Roton von Bastard, and I was uh, wondering uh, where is uh, the master of this keep? Hutchinson. You're going the wrong way. Yes, yes, you Everybody, said that earlier. It, yes. Roton, 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 Roton. What? I think this this is just a... This isn't real. I think it's just meant to ward off something. I can't, I can't see... I can't see this thing in my emerald. I see nothing at all, everyone. Silly walks up to where the thing is standing and, like, stands inside where the illusion is. As you do so, you look on the ground, and the ground itself is glowing, hmm. as if there is a sigil on the ground. Can I read the sigil? Hmm. Um, give me a arcana check. Plus one arcana, here we come. Three on my arcana check. <laughs> no. With that you're, you're... level of intense knowledge of this ward, Silway is going to step on it. And pretend. Uh, well, you're already. Like, Desmond's already stepping on it. And oh, is you, he? Okay. Um, and mm. in order for you to like pass your hand through it, you would have had to step on it as well. Uh, so, okay, you're all standing on it, and nothing has happened except this image appeared. Would you kindly remind me? Um, my mistake. Um, I know I'm going the wrong way. Um, would you remind me of the right way? 
Hutchinson, you are going the wrong way. Yes. Everyone, this again. It's, look, 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 it's a sigil. It's not real. It's not real. I think perhaps we should keep going. Mist, what do you think? We should keep going? I mean, it's... Yeah, I'm not going to let a immaterial recording tell me where to go. So, scratch that rune out and let's move on. It's not blocking your way. You could walk right through it. Well, yeah, but Silway is. How'd you say, try going well, the wrong way? <laughs> You could just shove her out of the way or push her down the stairs. I mean, that solves that problem. I'm going to command the water elemental to kind of, like, sneak by us in its watery form and just go past the thing and see what happens. You command it to go forward, and the water elemental passes straight through it as if it doesn't even notice it's there. Nothing happens? Nothing happens, and it continues down. Elemental, you are going um, the wrong way. (laughs) <laughs> you know, if Hutchinson is supposed to be, like, the Lord's, uh, what do you call it? I, wanna say, I don't want to say valet, but, uh... Groundskeeper. Ground, groundskeeper. Well, if he's not supposed to go down, then he's supposed to go up, which would imply that Starge is up. Ah, in the top of the keep! I knew it! At the same time, there's gotta be something worthwhile keeping behind a secret staircase and, uh, having a whatever the hell this thing is. Hutchinson, stay out of my secret staircase full of the fancy awesome things. I mean, yeah. I don't think that first shadow figure would have said to me, you're not supposed to be here. I, like, you know, and it, it essentially was a blockade. Didn't want us to go through, so I, I think we should continue and, and then go back. Oh, I was just I was just musing. I think we should continue on forward now-ish, since the literal tall drink of water had no problem, so... It could mean that Hutchinson is not supposed to go this way, because there are many terrible and dangerous things down here. Monsters and such. Perhaps evil things, Roton. Oh no, this is a this is a point in the side of continuing forward. Don't don't get me wrong. I think we should. Very well, be... Rotan continues forward. <laughs> Mist follows. So does Desmond. Winley follows. Silly continues making vague, illusiony gestures until everyone's past her, and then she sighs and trudges behind them. <laughs> Winley waits back and gives Silway another marshmallow. This one Silly just gobbles up right away. you make your way down the stairway. Again, the dust is thick, undisturbed, as if maybe a century has passed since the last person walked down these stairs. Occasionally you have to brush cobwebs aside with your hands, your swords, your staves. The air is getting heavier, the odor more foul. It's colder the air is heavier. After about another hundred feet, the stairway ends in a room, the center of which is an ancient and broken fountain. In a small alcove on either side of the fountain is a statue 
the statues seem to be in fairly decent condition. At least in better shape than anything else you've seen so far in this place. On the right is a tall, noble-looking Tyran. We'll say you can easily define that, at least some of you. Their hands are extended forward. They're holding an orb. Their chin is lowered slightly, and they're smiling. The figure on the left is hunched, broken. In its hands, it labors to carry a stone brazier. The flame has gone out some time ago. Beyond the fountain and the statues, hanging along the entirety of the far wall, is a faded, moldy, dusty curtain made of thick, ancient velvet. Huh. Is anything magical? The statue to your left, the brazier glows. Hello? Is anything there? The left statue is glowing. Or it's holding something that's glowing. Ah. It's magical. Let's take a look. Rotan will walk up to that statue. What color is the magic, Diana? It is a conjuration. Rotan, be careful. All right. Rotan checks for traps. <laughs> Roll, please. <laughs> uh, 14. You do not think you found any traps. No, I don't think there are any traps over Silly's here. Silly's also scoping this place out. Uh, when, they, when they would like to do an investigation check over by the curtain and make sure that there's no... Uh, <laughs> got a 33. Okay, oh, what do you... What exactly are you <laughs> going to do? Um, I'm going to go over to the curtain, touch it, and see if there's anything behind it. You touch the curtain, and as you do so, a cloud of dust billows up off of the curtain. You peer behind the curtain, and there seems to be what looks like a balcony on the other side, the center of which is a throne overlooking a vast black room. Silway, you don't find any traps. Rotan, as you investigate... The brazier, you see that it's actually made of brass. It is just covered with so much dust and grime that it appears the same color as the statue. Could I go look at the um, the statue of the person with the orb? Sure. Just kind of check it out. Actually, specifically, I want to see if I recognize this figure. Give me a history check or investigations, whichever is higher. It's uh, 20, non-natural. So as you get closer to the figure, you notice that the figure is in fact a woman. And her tall stature, her pose, the symbolism, the sphere. You realize this is a statue of Amila, the third high archon of Tyr. Mm. How you know this, you have no idea. Ah, Amila. Wait, what? So wait, give me a history check. Uh, 12 plus 5 is 17. You do recognize that name and remember it from your childhood lessons. Did you just say Amila? Uh, yes, yes, uh, the third high archon of, of Tia. Uh, no idea how I know that, but I know that. That is a very obscure bit of... You're definitely Tiran. You think so? You speak Tiran, and you recognize Tiran historical figures. It would make sense, wouldn't it? But perhaps I am. Would explain why, a lot. Why would the statue of Amila be here? Such a tyrant figure. Again, this is Starge's castle. You must have taken it over from some original inhabitants. Perhaps sometime long ago. So wait, give me a second history check. That one is an 18. You seem to remember that Amila's was one of the 
greatest champions during the Cetian Divide or Rebellion, when the Cetians left Tyr to find their own city. Amila was the High Archon who championed order. So she's like the High Archon is like the leader of Tyr? Yes. Okay, so she was... Or was in ancient times. During the Tyrian Empire, the High Archon was the leader, but no longer. And because ancients are immortal, there are probably very few Archons in the entire well, history. Well, yeah, there, 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 to your knowledge, there are none still left. Well, not but, left, but the lineage of Archons is probably relatively short to the length of the history of the Empire. I'm yes, guessing. yeah, the Empire collapsed long before your lifetime, long before the arrival of the Rothians. It was a, uh, an epoch of history where Tyr ruled the entire continent. Sylvie wanders over to the statue where Desmond is standing. Do you remember what Amila is known for? Uh, no, I, I don't. I just, I just remember the, the name. I recognize this figure, but um, what, what was? Do you know what? She was the third high archon of Tyr. She was a champion of order when Cetians broke away and formed their own, their own land, their own city. Champion of order. Third High Archon. She tried to keep the realm united and failed. Interesting. This is ancient history. Ancient, ancient history. Right. Right. Thank you. Suppose if I if I am Tyrion, I should start learning my history. <laughs> eh, I never did. <laughs> Roton, uh, what are you going to do? I'm going to poke the brazier. Okay, you poke it. <laughs> and it rocks ever so slightly in the statue's hands. Rotan, careful. That might summon something. Seems like a very arbitrary thing to single out. It's glowing with conjuration magic. Ah, oh, well, that does narrow it down, doesn't it? Hmm. Do I recognize this statue? Give me a history check. Uh, 17. I really don't know why you would know this, Rotan, but you do. <laughs> he read it in a book, probably. Yeah, he probably could. One of his storybooks. On the left is a depiction of Drella Tar who was the leader of the Tyrans who left Tyr and founded Sisha. She was the one who gave her life so that Sisha could exist. I believe this is Drelatar. She uh, founded Sisha, I believe. So many worlds around. What did you say? Oh, this is Drelatar. How do you know about Drelatar? Well, I, I read it in a book about Sisha. Ah. Uh, you know, I, I heard such things that sounded very sinister and evil, and I was wondering if I, uh... I, I thought maybe knowing a bit more about the place might be useful. I believe the book was called, um... What was it? Ah, A History of Seashut. That's it. That's what it was called. <laughs> While all of this is happening, Winley peers back from the, like, molded curtain and says, Everyone... I know this is a wonderful history lesson, but I think you should come see this. What is it? Come behind the curtain. (laughs) So it hesitates. I did not like how she said that. Rotan does not hesitate. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, what is it? Rotan, you make like all the dust fly everywhere. (laughs) It's just like a... I don't know what happens, Diana. Rotan, you pull back the curtain, roughly much (laughs) as you did with the tapestries on the walls. (laughs) But unlike those tapestries, uh, the curtain holds. It just unleashes this cloud of dust, which chokes your breath. 
and leads to a coughing fit. <coughs> no damage or anything like that, but it's it's very uncomfortable and gross. Beyond the curtain is perhaps a 10 by 30 foot balcony, the center of which is an ornately carved wooden throne. You peer over the side of the balcony, and below you, about 40 feet below you, is a vast, dark chamber. You can barely make out the remnants of arcane, horrific devices standing in what looks like several feet of water. You see gallows, you see a rack, you see a guillotine, you see Iron Maidens, you see all sorts of hideous and horrific torture devices. You also see, to your left, or on the left side of the chamber, a passage leading away from the dark, awful room. What a grisly sight. Did somebody used to sit here and watch? That's how I interpret this this whole configuration. Would appear that way. This is horrible. After coming down a secret passage, it's like a secret viewing chamber. Yes. Well, I mean, obviously, they didn't want Hutchinson to know. <laughs> so yes, this this is very secret. And being watched over by the champions of Tyr and, T- and Sisha. This is super creepy. As you look back towards the others, Rotan, you see on the curtain itself, stitched in black thread, is a symbol. And the symbol is the symbol for Tear. Mm. What's going on? <laughs> what does it mean? What does it mean? Ah. Is this plainly visible to everybody? <laughs> yes, everyone can see it. I only I used Rotan just because he had gone in and was looking back towards everyone else. Mist, what are you doing during all this? Well, I was going to make an investigation check because I think I've put some things together I don't know if Mist has, but... Uh, if he's not out on the balcony and he isn't, doesn't know what the symbol is anyway, then I think he's just kind of waiting? Mist, while you're standing there, kind of looking around, and the others are investigating the balcony, as you're looking back towards the wall in which the staircase descended, you notice to the right, on the right side, is another staircase ascending, as if there is a second passage leading up and away from this place. Does anybody know what this symbol means? Looks like a person dancing. It's the uh, symbol of tear. Ah. It's literally the word tear stitched into the fabric. I don't know. That doesn't look like it spells tear to me. Uh, right it's, it's in tearin, so... Oh. There's not really not a spelling in tearin. It's a, it's a symbolic language. Really? There's not really letters the way you think of them. I've never seen one of those before. Seems much more efficient. Rotan, give me a... Give me a history check. Thirteen. You seem to recall when you were in Tyr, seeing this symbol on banners throughout the city. <laughs> that that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, I remember now. It was everywhere. <laughs> Literally everywhere. I get Tyr. Yes. Huh. The question is, why is it here? And why is it stitched behind a curtain? Is it, like, big and obvious, or is it, like, a little... It's very big and obvious. It's as if, like, if you were seated in the throne and someone was looking up at the throne, you would see that symbol above their head. 
I don't like this. I don't like that a Tyran presided over whatever the hell was going on down there. This is a Tyran torture chamber. We don't have torture chambers. You literally sent people to a freaky island for years. <laughs> That's not torture. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's exile. My, I might have to get a little closer, but like, can I look at the the torture devices and see if they were like, like if they were part of the original castle or if they look to have been added? You would have recently. to get closer. Yeah, don't know if I want to do that yet. Do do what? I um debating whether or not I should get closer and examine these torture devices and and see if they were, um, recently added or if they were part of the original castle. Yes, yes, that makes sense. They must have been added recently. I bet it's Starge's doing. Definitely not the Tyrants. Perhaps. Perhaps. Rotan will start down the stairs. There are no stairs from where you're at. Oh. Desmond swan dives off the balcony. Yeah, he will either have to jump or use rope. I'll tie a rope. Okay, give me a survival check. Silway jumps off the balcony. (laughs) And casts Featherfall. Okay. Uh, so Roshan, still give me that survival check. Uh, do, do, do. Good thing I'm okay at survival. Eleven. Okay, you tie a knot around one of the, I guess, banisters. Is that what they're called? In the, one of the slats of the balcony. And you think it will hold. And you turn around and get yourself in your repelling position. Looking awfully heroic. When over top of you... Silway runs and jumps, passing over your head, and then Feather falling slowly to the ground. And as she passes you, she says, I cast it on you too, just FYI. Oh, all right. (laughs) And then he, like, topples backwards over the balcony. (laughs) You just let go. Yay, trust falls, yeah. (laughs) Rotan lets go. Silway floats down. And the two of you gracefully effortlessly float down into the chamber below. Silway, you land first. It's about two feet deep. The water is ice cold and murky. Rotan, you land next. It hits your back. The water pours into your armor, chilling you to the bone as you do not float but sink into the murky black water. Suddenly, you feel arms grab you and pin you to the floor. Silway, you see several arms rise from the water, (laughs) reaching for you, trying to grab you. I immediately regret this decision. Yeah, that's called spell slot efficiency for those paying attention. Will we handle future fights any better? Will splitting the party get us killed? How many more episodes will we be in this castle? Well, I ain't in the business of giving out spoilers, so you're going to have to find out next year on Multiclass Theater.
take that whole fucking thing out. I don't ever want to hear that <laughs> no, again. No, 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 that no. That whole thing <laughs> nope. is never going to be. No, no. Staying no. in. No. No. I'll Amanda's take... always like, hey, if you don't want to take... keep out, just tell me. I, I actually thought it was clever. But it it really is clever, but it didn't land. <laughs> so what's the It point? landed for me. The, the not land. landing was almost funnier. Yes, because, the not anyway. landing made it even funnier. God. <laughs> Great. How, I mean, I could wrap the entirety of WAP right here, but I won't. <laughs> I but wait, it's a that passage for... <laughs> let's save that for multi-class theater after dark. After dark. So get your boots and your coat for this wet ass passage. Yeah, I got a bucket and a mop for this wet ass passage. Oh man! <laughs> Shadow Realm Dan hosts multi-class after yes. dark. Oh god! Hi guys! Right. Welcome to multi-class theater after dark. I feel all kinds of dirty now. <laughs> We're gonna have a good time. Um, I, I I totally I, I'll just say this now like I totally want to record a mid roll <laughs> as Shadow Realm Dan like just to have that that that's what I want my my solo mid roll that's fine to do. please and can can it be like could you debut Winley's new song called Wet Ass Passage I. <laughs> I say you record like, it, do, we'll do put it, it like at the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Hey, everybody. Right. Uh, hey, we, have a new, uh, we have a new uh, gnome that's uh, popping up the charts with her wet-ass passage. He's like a late-night like radio DJ. He's yeah. just like, and that was... And that was wet-ass passage from our little gnome friend. Anyway. Anyway... Um, that was the gelatinous cube with wet ass passage. I, I, I want to read the uh, the Patreon name list in Shadow Realm Dan's voice. Oh. <clears throat> Perfect. Oh my god. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. So. Um. Where were we? Uh, seventeen. I I believe this is the king himself, Sir Elvis Presley. It's a very strange name. Right. I remember reading about... (laughs) Is that brazier actually a peanut butter and banana sandwich? (laughs) (laughs) Why, now that I've wiped all the cobwebs and dust and grime away, I can see that indeed, Whitley is right. (laughs) Almost as fresh as the day it was made. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the statue comes alive. Oh, hey, oh, baby. I really don't know why you would know this, Rotan, but you do. <laughs> he read it in a book, probably. Yeah, he probably could. One of his storybooks. On the left is a depiction of Drella Tar, who was the leader of the Tyrans who left Tyr. And founded Sisha. She was the one who gave her life so that Sisha could exist. She was in our microscope game. Yeah, that's what I had to go look up. (laughs) I believe this is Drelatar. She uh, founded Sisha, I believe. Silly whirls around. What did you say? (laughs) Oh, this is Drelatar. 
how do you know about Drelatar? How did I know about Elvis Presley? <laughs> 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 Would have been a better question. <laughs> That's the question we should be asking. <laughs>